Alex Caruso gets named to the all-defensive first team for the first time in his career. We're going to talk about that, the other players on that team, and why Chicago Bulls fans need to learn to appreciate Alex Caruso a little bit more. We're also going to talk about another team that could potentially go after Vooch this offseason, but how the Bulls could benefit from it and dive into the mailbag. We're going to do all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes, that's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. But let's get into it. Alex Crusoe got a huge accolade yesterday when he was named to the all-defensive first team. He was named to that first team in a way that, I, in, in a season that, you know, I know a lot of Bulls fans have been down on Crusoe because his shooting has been bad. Let's be clear. Alex Crusoe's shooting was bad, especially in key times this season. But I've always said with this team is that Alex Crusoe's biggest benefits are not on the off. He was not brought to this team to play offense. And I also think that a lot of Bulls fans won't ever fully be able to appreciate the impact that Alice Caruso has for the Chicago Bulls if you're not actually watching the games and really taking in how he impacts the games, how he does get the Chicago Bulls more um, possessions by the way he plays defense and things like that. Now, I have talked about the, the potential of the Chicago Bulls moving Alice Caruso this season, and that is, well, this offseason, and that's mainly just due to the fact that the Bulls are really strapped when it comes to assets, and depending on what, how they may look to improve this team, Alex Caruso could absolutely be a trade chip, but all that doesn't matter. Alex Caruso was named to the all-defensive first team. It was him, Drew Holiday, Evan Mobley, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Brooke Lopez all on the first team. For those that want to know as well, on the second team all-defensive team uh, was Bam Adebayo, OG Ananobi, Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green, and Derek White, all named to that second team. And, you know, Alex Caruso, for the impact that he's had for the Bulls, for the way that he plays, the level of heart that he plays with consistently, for this team, like, it, 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 it's a great accolade. I'm glad that he was able to hit it, and I'm glad that he's able to get noticed for the things that he does just so well uh, for the Chicago Bulls. And I also think that, you know, sometimes we forget, and me and Pat talked about this over on Locked On Bulls as well, is that, you know, Alex Caruso playing out of position so much this season, you know, especially after uh, Pat Bev got here, him coming in and playing the, the starting four for us. And, you know, yes, he was exposed a little bit more uh, playing that position, playing out of it, because there's times where, yeah, as hard as you work, the size is just gonna gonna take over. But Alice Caruso performed great for the Bulls, and I hope that you know going forward and whatever you know really happens uh, with this team this offseason, it kind of puts players in more of their natural positions, right? That it moves Alice Caruso so he's guarding more ones, twos, and some threes, and I think we'll really be able to see an even better defensive season from Alice Caruso if he's able to do those things instead of having to guard 6'10 and 6'9 power forwards uh, and being able to guard uh, actual other guards and wings more. Uh, and I think we'll see Alice Caruso be named to even more all-defensive teams. But, you know, Caruso deserves the accolades. When you just look at the career trajectory of Alice Caruso, really having to work his way to make that Los Angeles Lakers roster to be a big part of their championship run, to then come to the Chicago Bulls, get his first big contract after the Lakers, I guess, just thought that they could replace him. Seems like the Lakers also realized uh, that he wasn't as easily replaceable. And so, overall, Alice Caruso gets a great accolade added to his career. He becomes only the seventh Bulls player to make the all-defensive first team. Jordan, uh, Jordan, 
Jordan, joining the likes of Jordan, Pippen, Sloan, Norm Van Leer, Joachim Noah, and Dennis Rodman. Those are all elite defenders um, in their own respective rights when they were playing. And so, you know, Alex Crusoe joining that list is huge. And I'll I'll just say this. I know that, yes, Alex Crusoe's shooting was a problem, especially the number of wide-open shots he's missed. But for Bulls fans that don't actually watch Chicago Bulls games and, you know, just kind of look at the box score, I really would implore you to actually, you know, go and watch a few more games. And when you do watch those games, just watch how Alice Caruso is almost always in the right position, how he puts himself in the right position also defensively to maybe not get forced turnovers, but to make it a more difficult possession, take some more minutes off the clocks and get turnovers, help get the Bulls out in transitions. Like all the things that Alice Caruso does for somebody who like really watches and takes in the game. It's noticeable, and I think we know the impact that Caruso can have. And, you know, for those that also, you know, have talked about Dylan Brooks and him coming here, him being named to all-defensive second team, I think he deserves that as well. You know, it, it, it is what it is. I still think the Bulls should stay far, far away from Dylan Brooks. But, you know, again, shout-out to everyone who made the all-defense first and second teams because defense is the thing that not every fan really kind of understands. And I've always had this theory that more, more fans than not, really don't get to watch a lot of games. They do look at the box score and kind of use that to inform their opinion about these players. And for players like Alice Caruso, it's never going to be fully indicative of the impact that they have positively for their rosters. Now, um, moving on, we did get um, another article in which it was written about a potential suitor for Nikola Vucevic. Now, in this article, I think it was on Pippen Ain't Easy, they actually mentioned three teams, but two of those teams we already talked about. But I like how this team actually factors in as well into like another thing going on with the Bulls, and that is the Portland Trailblazers, who could be looking to move on from Yusuf uh, Nurkic and also have so many players. They have seven uh, pending free agents on their team and that they could be interested in Nikola Vucevic. Now, considering the fact that the Portland Trailblazers do have so much money wrapped up in just Dame Lillard and Anthony Simons as well, that you have to kind of – they may need – help facilitating that deal, and the Bulls could be in a position to take advantage of that. Now, I do think that this may be a deal that's more likely if the Bulls do get a high and get to hold on to their own draft pick, but let's talk about the reasons why the Portland Trailblazers could potentially be looking at Nick Nikola Vucevic. We know that they seem to be at least ready to or focus on adding talent around Dame Lillard to really make a run in his time remaining in the NBA. Nikola Vucevic can offer one of the uh, a top 10 center in the league Somebody who's more consistent, when you look at uh, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, the fact that he, I think, only played about 50, 60 games last season and hasn't been able to stay healthy. Now, when he is healthy, he can be on. But again, this could be a, a team that could be looking at Nikola Vucevic and thinking, hey, Bulls, we also need the protections off that pick for the future. And the Bulls could be in a posi- position to where they can get that maybe even this year's Portland's pick, which is absolutely in the lottery. That's why we're not getting it. And if that happens, I think at that point, the Bulls may have to consider it, right? Again, could the Portland Trailblazers clear enough cap space theoretically um, to sign Vooch outright and not have to force a sign and trade? Yeah, it's possible. But when you look at the them also being able to remove the protections from that, that pick and being able to maybe even work in their own pick, which uh, I think the worst it can get this season is like sixth or seventh, or they could also use that, that, that New York Knicks pick now. If they try to use the Nick pick to get Nikola Vucevic, in my opinion, you don't just take that, right? That That's not enough. The, Nick, the New York Knicks pick, I think, is slated to be like 20th, 22nd, something like that. That's not 23rd. That's not good enough for Nikola Vucevic. But 
as we go forward into the offseason, you're going to get a lot more speculation about what could happen with Nikola Vucevic. And I do think the Portland Trailblazers could offer a unique scenario for the Chicago Bulls in which they may have to seriously look at and consider depending on if the Portland Trailblazers are fully ready to remove the protections from this pick. Now, they could also give the, the Bulls their next year's pick outright. But then in that case, I'm looking at that and saying that ain't enough. Because if you add Vooch to Dame Lillard and Anthony Simons, to me, I think that's good enough to be a playoff team. And then at that point, the Bulls aren't getting a lottery pick and we can, we're going to get that pick anyway, right? If the Portland Trailblazers make the playoffs next season, we're getting that pick regardless. So if we make a move with the Trailblazers to make them a playoff team, to me, you got to up that. And, and I hope that that would be built around this pick. Dame has already said as well, he doesn't want any more 19-year-olds. He thinks that they need to be trying to make a move forward. So the Trailblazers could be, could be uh, motivated to try to move that, that pick. The biggest question is there as well is, do they see Vooch as a level of player that is worthy of moving off a, a lottery pick to be a, even though you get your future you get your future picks, uh, the protection removed, you can then maneuver those future picks even more to kind of go after some other players. Hey, I mean, anything could happen, right? And so I, I I thought that was really interesting in that article because I have never listed the Trailblazers as a potential uh, target for Nikola Vucevic, but it it kind of made sense in the way that the article was drawn up. It kind of it kind of made a little bit of sense. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. There's so much there. I still think that. The more likely scenario than not is that Nikola Vucevic returns back to the Chicago Bulls because I think it just makes the most sense. And I think the Bulls can't let Vooch walk for nothing. I know I've seen some of you guys, you know, say, well, just let Vooch walk. This is Vooch is this, Vooch is that. It would be completely idiotic to just let Vooch walk for nothing if you can. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Avoid it. Now, if Vooch is just going to go to a team that has the cap space that then you can't force a sign and trade, then you have no choice. But if you can retain Vooch or, or get something back for him, that's always going to make the most sense, I think. But you guys can let me know down below. Would you be interested in facilitating a signing trade for Nikola Vucevic to go to the Portland Trailblazers if that meant we get the Trailblazers lottery pick this season? That's kind of how I'm going to frame it. If you have any other deals or, or permutations in which the Portland Trailblazers try to get Vooch, go ahead and mention that down below as well. Maybe I overlooked something. But all right, we're going to go into the mailbag. I told you guys, especially with the offseason, you guys sent in a great question or topic. I'm not going to necessarily wait till the weekend mailbag. I'm going to go ahead and let it off now. So we got a, a great voicemail. This one's from first-time caller, JB. Hey, uh, good evening, Hayes. I've been listening to your show for some time, and I've been so impressed with uh, your insights about the Bulls. But anyway, I wanted to leave a quick message. Um, I just finished watching your latest upload about the, uh, the Bulls with the rookie voting, and I'm just really just baffled by 
why the Bulls didn't pick Walker Kessler because all the time, well, all you heard really was that we needed rim protection and we needed size in the middle. And the thing about it is when picking Dale and Terry, I mean, we already had a bunch of six five six six players already. So anyway, on the roster, so there was really not even any room for uh, for Dalen Terry to play. I mean, I really believe that at some point he will become a productive NBA player, but the logical, but it wasn't logical just picking him because if you pick Walker Kessler once again, you know you have to keep in mind they should have kept in mind that we had two centers that were going to be free agents and also over the age of 30. So Walker Kessler would have fit the timeline to come in, and even if you were to retain Vu, to retain uh, Drummond, still you could uh, at least ease Walker Kessler along, and when it's time for those players to uh, really retire or leave the team, then Walker would probably be ready to step in and be hopefully our starting center. It just made more sense to pick him than to pick Dale and Terry. I mean, just another just pick that didn't make any sense. It kind of reminds me years ago, because mind you, I've been a Bulls fan since 1979. But anyway, when we had Elton Brand, who was a guaranteed double-double machine, and what, do we, what did they do? They picked Marcus Pfizer, another power forward. They tried to uh, change him into a small forward, in which we saw how, how that didn't work out, because he couldn't guard threes. And so they passed up Mike Miller, whose perimeter outside game would have perfectly complemented Elton Brand's inside game. So just over the years, my friend, it's just I have to scratch my head with some of the picks that the Bulls have made. Anyway, I really enjoyed your show. I enjoy your show all the time. Have a great day. All right. And JB brings up the Bulls skipping on Walker Kessler. Now, for those that watched my draft coverage last year, in which I covered, I think, like 30, 31 prospects, and none of those prospects were Dale and Terry, uh, which, you know, and this season I'm not covering any prospects unless we do look up and get a, and get a pick. But um, Walker Kessler was one that I did mention and said that at that time he theoretically brought a lot of what the Bulls needed. Rim protection, rebounding, an additional big off the bench, some scoring upside, especially in the pick and roll. At that time I was kind of hopeful as well that Lonzo Ball was going to return. And I thought about, like, what a Lonzo Ball, Walker Kessler pick and roll could have been. But the fact is, is that the Bulls did pass up on Walker Kessler. They had an opportunity to draft him. And now looking at the impact that he had is that Walker Kessler could have very well been a built-in Vooch replacement. Imagine had the Bulls drafted Walker Kessler last draft, and then this question around Vooch, if Vooch did walk, we'd have a young big that doesn't replace one-for-one what Vooch brings, but a young big that absolutely could step in and, and be that starting center for the Chicago Bulls and fit that timeline. Again, he doesn't have the scoring upside of Vooch, but he brings a lot of that defensive mentality that a lot of Bulls fans are looking at. And one of the things that I always point out in, in regards to uh, a, a, a replacing Vooch with a defensive big is that big has to be a solid passer as well. And Walker Kessler is that. Walker Kessler is an extremely solid passer. And, you know, I don't like doing the woulda, coulda, shoulda, but, you know, I wonder if the Bulls do look back now and say, hey, we could have gotten – look at and just look at the trajectory that Walker Kessler had with the Utah Jazz this season, taking over that starting position, working himself into being into that rotation. And so, yeah, it's unfortunate um, that, that we didn't get him, but 
you know, your comparison to Pfizer and when it came to Elton Brandon, you know, trying to force Pfizer to be a position that he wasn't. I don't think that that's the thing. When, when the Bulls drafted T- Terry, and this is not to, to crap on Terry at all, I still like Dalen Terry. And to your point, still think he can be a productive player. But you also have to look at why AK and Eversley drafted Dalen Terry. It is because he projects, he's kind of the opposite of the comparison you made. He projects to be a versatile defender as far as be, probably being able to guard one through three and some fours as we're seeing fours become smaller around the NBA as well. He's a, he's, he projects to be a, a plus defender, a solid facilitator as well, multiple positions that you can play him at. And I also think that he offers that versatility that a lot of teams are, are looking for in their lineups now to where you can really build out your lineup and Dalen Terry can really fit on any type of roster projectedly. And I think also when you look at the upside, Dalen Terry's upside is way higher than Walker Kessler. It just is because of his versatility position wise, because of you know, the dog that he has in him, that kind of that mentality, and you're kind of betting on that. And then if you watch Dalen Terry as well in the G League this season, you saw how he worked on his shot. You saw how that, how he he could develop as a scorer as well. So I think that's what they were looking at is kind of the upside pick when they drafted Dalen Terry and to get the most upside out of that potential, uh, that that draft. And Dalen Terry has huge upside. Now, we didn't play him last season, and I hope that that gets corrected heading into next season and they actually have a plan to use him at the NBA level because we don't want to Marco Simonovic, Dale and Terry and have him spend a second year in the G League. We want him learning and having his feet to the fire in the NBA and really learning how to progress. And so I think that that's, that's what they saw in that and that's why they went there. Still in hindsight, at least right now, it looks like Walker Kessler should have been the pick there. But let's see what it ends up shaking out and how Dale and Terry's career ends up turning out. But very great point. Great voicemail from JB as well. We also got a text message. This one's from the 247, and he asked this. What do you think of, of, Derrick Rose, of a Derrick Rose homecoming? He doesn't play in New York, so probably won't get much attention or money. He could provide a veteran presence off the bench and could play for Io if he has another down year. So I've said this, and I know this is not kind of the mindset of Bulls Nation, and that's fine. I, I would love Derrick Rose to be back on this team. I would love Derrick Rose to be a Chicago Bull before he retires, and I would love for Derrick Rose to come to the team when we're close to competing. Now, I'm at the place now that the Bulls don't have necessarily the assets and 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 things like that to where we need so much more than what Derrick Rose brings. And I know, yes, we need a starting level point guard. I have my questions on if Derrick Rose is still that and can be that. I know that he can contribute, but I think that what we need bit more than that is we do need shooting. We need shooting. We need to change our shot profile, and we have to do that meaningfully, right? We need to take more three-pointers and hit them at a better percentage. And I prioritize that over bringing back Derrick Rose right now. And I've said this before, too. Like, the Bulls are not at the place to make novelty signings. And not that Derrick Rose would be 100% novelty signing, but I do think that we have other things that need to be addressed first. Now, if Derrick Rose comes for the minimum, absolutely. I don't know if I... If I think he would do that, but I think we have other things to address first. If we can address some size, if we can address some shooting, and then Derrick Rose is there and willing to take the veteran minimum, maybe a little bit above that, and we have that space, I'm all for bringing Derrick Rose back in a case like that. But I want to see the other things addressed first, and then we can worry about bringing Derrick Rose and bringing the boy home, uh, to quote Black Panther. But yeah, I would love to see Derrick Rose back in a Bulls uniform eventually, and I think either way, he does retire as a Chicago Bull. 
But I want to see other things addressed first in the offseason. I know that kind of puts me on the outskirts of, of Bulls fandom to say that. But, hey, that's my thoughts. That's it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.